Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast, where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon, founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees, and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. Our team of JBD coaches support men and women to engage in divorce with more calm, clarity, and confidence through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Let's start with fundamentally, if you define it this way as your, your marriage was a marriage and you had a common, you were deciding that you were going to create this beautiful life. When you're uncoupling your marriage and there's children, I see it as two parts. You are literally working through the disillusion of your marriage contract and the parenting plan. You are literally building the business relationship with the mission of being a common mission that we are raising happy, healthy, successful adults. Now, I don't think, I'm sure even in the highest of high conflict clients that you have, there is not one single parent that will consciously say to anybody that they want their children to not be happy, healthy when they're 25 years old. So that is something that all parents can agree on. So you start there. If you start by thinking of it as that's your mission, where neither party can buy each other out and or sell their shares or leave. And then it's going down to the next level, which is trusting. Welcome to All Things Parenting, where we introduce you to experts who share proven approaches to parenting, co-parenting, and step-parenting that we were never taught and need now more than ever. Parenting is one of the most important and difficult roles we take on. And even with married parents, it's by no means an easy job. Divorcing parents are faced with the added trauma of divorce, the overwhelming exhaustion from single parenting, the wide-ranging, thorny challenges of co-parenting, and the monumental effort needed when you enter into a blended family with hers, his, ours, and all the exes. We need rock-solid skills, approaches, guidance, and support, and that's what All Things Parenting is designed to offer. Welcome back to All Things Parenting. Uh, today, we're talking about the, the business partnership approach to successful co-parenting. And as many of you know, co-parenting uh, can be challenging under the best of circumstances. And for those of you in high conflict situations, it can be uh utterly frustrating and you could feel like you've gotten divorced, but nothing's really changed and the same thing is happening over and over again. And so how do we 
begin to change the dance and perhaps pull some of the emotion out of the co-parenting relationship. With me today is my new friend, Janet Price. Uh, She is a certified divorce specialist, conscious co-parenting coach, certified co-parenting specialist, and certified life coach. She empowers loving parents to rise above the crazy making, learn the tools to navigate co-parenting, and build skills so they're able to keep their children out of the middle. Janet's practice focuses on educating and supporting individual parents shift their mindset from their intimate partner mindset to the business partnership called the children. I love that. Welcome, Janet. Thank you. Thank you so much, Karen, for having me. This is such an important conversation we're about to have. And I know offline, you and I talked about some people talk about co-parenting and some people talk about parallel parenting, but you kind of come at it with a whole different perspective. So I'm going to let you jump in and just share kind of that, that foundation of what you do and why you do it that way. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And I do come at it uniquely in that I work individually, whether it's group or one-on-one sessions, I work with one parent or the other, but a big Chinese wall, and I am helping them shift their own mindset of what do they have within their control to help themselves find peace, as well as how they help support their children. And um, I have found, and we will get to this in this reframing to the business partnership, um, I have found that when parents are now co-parenting and however you define it, because let's take it for a minute. Literally, if you go to the dictionary, uh, co-parenting can be literally defined as you have two parents, right? And so I think everybody tends to think when you say co-parenting versus parallel parenting, people think co-parenting is um, where we're just happy-go-lucky and we're getting along. And then they evaluate their dynamic based on how that is or is not working. And um, and then parallel parenting, one might define as, well, I can't deal or talk, so I'm just doing my own thing over here. And so fundamentally co-parenting in my mind is a brand new skill that nobody is born with and nobody's going to know how to do it until it happens. And it's that shift that is so important because really most of what I see, even if there was conflict in the marriage, what most of the conflict that I end up seeing after the divorce has to do with still being stuck in that intimate mindset. I mean, you know, I was, I'm a child product of a high uh, conflict divorce. And then I recreated that story with myself and I had my own high conflict co-parenting and we're years beyond that. I mean, I think I've not been with him for more than 15 years now. I'm going to tell you though, If I was walking down the street, I would know that it was him in front of me just by the way he walks. So that there's things that only 
you know, when you're an intimate relationship, maybe it's the tone of your voice. Maybe it's the way you move your head. Maybe it's how you work. And that I think is the hardest thing for parents to move when they divorce out of. Because when you take when you take 10 steps back and you're no longer emotionally connected to the partner and you can see it as an outsider can see it, you it's lighter. The conflict isn't there. Um, and you you have more of a rational mindset. You, you just deal with it like somebody that you maybe don't get along with at work. Do you let that emotionally bug you? Do you see, um, do you realize that there's 10 different ways to solve the problem at work instead of just continually battling? It's the same thing in co-parenting. So, you know, this is interesting. So I'm hearing a couple of different things, which is great. Uh, one is, you know, if you're just looking at co-parenting and parallel parenting, it feels very black and white. And you're basically saying everyone's different. There's this gorgeous um, uh, shade of gray in between. And so where you fall is going to depend on a lot of things. And and like everything, it's a spectrum, right? And I agree with you. I mean, at the end of the day, we are all co-parenting. I do want to say, because our audience is so high conflict, that one of the one of my resistance, even in using co-parenting, is that there is a very um clear firm, loud message out there. And I think it's a good message. And the message is um, co-parent amicably put the children first. And I think the problem with that is the high conflict situation, the spouse of can feel like they're failing yet again. Here's yet another set of rules that I can't abide by because I can't amicably co-parent. Yet the way you're putting it is different. So I hear you saying, okay, co-parenting is something you're going to have to do with your ex. Rather than starting with what that behavior looks like, let's start with your perspective of your ex and how you shift it. What does it look like as an intimate perspective? And how do you shift it to a business perspective? Um, am, Am I catching that right? Yes. Well, and, and there's two points. When I talk, use the word co-parenting, I am using it literal because then in my mind, um, and I know you're working and there's the actual parenting plan that is structured based and that may be structured very loosely or that may be very strict, right? Or and yep. keep things different. And so I see that document of the portion of your parenting plan as the portion that it more aligns with are we have we written a document that means that we're going to be co-parenting or are we writing a document that means that we're doing more parallel parenting. So I differentiate between the words in your document, your parenting plan versus the skills, no matter where you are on the spectrum that are needed um, to have peace in your life with whomever the type and whatever type of co-parent that you are navigating. So, so 
let's 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 dive in and talk about that. So it's I'm thinking. Well, it sounds really easy, but there's nothing easy about it. So no. my my clients who are co-parents, um, they still expect uh, the other parent to show up in ways that they've never shown up before. Uh, they still um, take personally when the other parent does things that they've done before that are displeasing. And so I'm hearing you say, well, that's all part of this intimacy that we're trying to break. So let's talk, what does that look like and how do we do that? Okay. So, um, well, let's start with fundamentally, if you define it this way as your, your marriage was a marriage and you had a common, you were deciding that you were going to create this beautiful life when you're uncoupling your marriage and there's children, I see it as two parts. You are literally working through the disillusion of your marriage contract and the parenting plan, you are literally building the business relationship with the mission of being a common mission that we are raising happy, healthy, successful adults. Now, I don't think, I'm sure even in the highest of high conflict clients that you have, there is not one single parent that will consciously say to anybody that they want their children to not be happy, healthy when they're 25 years old. So that is something that all parents can agree on. So you start there. If you start by thinking of it as that's your mission where neither party can buy each other out, and or sell their shares or leave. And then it's going down to the next level, which is trusting. And I think parents, I think you might find this to be the case as well. I think the number one fear about divorce for parents is, are my children going to be okay? And I mm. think that's what drives a lot of this is this, sense of, oh no, they're not going to be okay. And so by calming, by understanding that yes, divorce is a change, a life transition. And I know you talk with people and everybody in the family unit is going through this change and a loss. Uh, children can be okay as long as they have at least one parent who models healthy behaviors and demonstrates how you can go through this change, just like changing from elementary to middle school, middle school to high school, the seasons, helping your children model through the change starts to show them that they can go through transitions and they will be okay. So that's fundamental because I think in shifting from intimate to business, setting up a mission as well as having the confidence to know that it's okay, your children can be okay if you're taking care of your part. And to that brings down and settles a lot of the anxiety that goes to Karen, what you just said, right? A lot of the parents then when they're co-parenting in whatever form they're co-parenting are seeking to get their other co-parent to change their behavior. Yes. Right? And look, in the best of times when we were ma married, we may have been able to influence, but did we? 
Isn't that why we're divorced? <laughs> we weren't able to influence to the place that made us happy and feel good. Right. So what makes us feel that we have any influence once we've uncoupled and we're living apart? Right. Delusion. Right. <laughs> and so, so I'm hearing, I'm hearing that there's, I like the mission and I like um, the mindset that, that really trusting that your kids can be okay. Um, and I know you have a whole boot camp on this, but can you share like that to me, that still feels like a big leap between my intellectual knowing and my changing my behavior. Okay. So when you know that your kids, you know, having this mindset, the kids can be okay. If you, then you start focusing on you and start looking at the little in the, if your mission is healthy, then what can you do in your world with your children to raise the healthiest children from your perspective in the way that you choose to raise them and trust that your children are going to be okay for the time they're spending with the other parent. And so let me give simple things such as food, food, diet when they're younger, right? We maybe have a lot of conflict over. They're not giving them right foods. They're not eating the foods that are healthy for their body. They're not giving them, you know, their vitamins, whatever those are. And what I help in the boot camp and others, what I help clients understand is guess what? Your children, if they're going to school, may be eating their friend's food that is not what you know either. They're not going to die over the food that they're, you don't believe is good for them. If you're giving them the food that you want 50% of the time, and now the skill that you get to help your children while they're with you is helping them understand to regulate their own body. So help your children digest and see how they feel about the foods they're eating when they're with you. Help them be able to self-manage so that when they go to anywhere, because someday they're going to grow up and not live with you anymore, <laughs> help them understand to make choices that are healthy for their body when they're in college, when they're out of the household, when they are going to the other parent's home. Then they actually say, I'd really like, I don't know, let's make up something. Let's just say it's vegan versus meat eating diet, right? And so let's say the household, they've decided they really want to be vegan. And so let's say go to the other household where there's meat. There's ways to say once they have recognized for themselves that their, their body prefers vegan, there's ways that they can speak to the other household to say, you know, this is great. What can, can I also help you cook X or do X, Y, and Z? So I have enough nutrients because I'm going to choose only to eat the vegan side of stuff. So can I help teach you? So now they're, they're just bringing their diet to the other house and there's no parent conflict. Okay. So, um, I, I think I'm hearing you say, you know, we can raise our children to be um, 
to be independent thinkers, to understand more about themselves, what they think, what they feel, what they want by keeping the focus on them. I'm hearing that. I'm hearing that loud and clear. And whether that's, you know, you study in my house different than mom or dad's house or eating is different or bedtime is different or whatever it is. The other thing I hear you saying, and I'm going to say it in my words, because I always use a 12 step slogan. How important is it? How important is it? Fruit loops for dinner is not going to kill someone. Um, Getting dressed and going to school and not looking as pretty or made up as when they're at mom or dad's house is not going to kill someone. Um, but then what what happens to the parent who says, OK, and every time my kids at mom's house, uh, homework isn't getting done. And I can see this trail of poor test grades uh, when they're in the other parents. So I don't think that's how important is it. I think that's pretty damn important. So when we run into those kinds of conflicts, could you kind of share how you would help um, a client through that? Yes. And it depends on the age, right? It depends on yes. how old they are for the child, but it's, it's the same thought as food self-regulating. So again, you know, Karen, I don't know what it was like when you were raised and all of that, but parenting today is very different than parenting was when I was growing up and I'm in my fifties. So essentially we, um, there were, there was support around us to get it done. And we knew we could ask, but we didn't have somebody doing or monitoring and telling us all the time. We had more expectation that we would figure it out on our own. And I know today that's a little bit different. Um, it's not bad though. So even with the young, I mean, so now we're coming back to the household who feels as though grades are dropping in the other thing. And now we're in the household and we're sitting down with our child. And let's use elementary as the beginning, right? So yep. now this is going to be a little more of a lighter conversation where we sit down, not on the transition day, maybe the day after, right? Like definitely not on the transition day. And then uh, we're timing is everything. Timing is everything. And then as maybe we're doing homework with our element or coming alongside home, not doing, but maybe coming alongside very softly with our child next to the us, we then start saying, wow, I'm really noticing how you enjoy, like how I, not, not the good job, but noticing how studious they are, how you're complimenting their actions and say, you know, I just kind of wanted to have a conversation with you. Are, do you feel this is how you, do you have this opportunity at the other house as well? And then your child can come say, no, there's no time carved out for it to be done. We're too busy. Then you will hear some from your child that talks about how, particularly if your child is sitting down and doing something, your household is really into it. And it's not you like, you're not eating dinner until you're done, right? It depends. But if you have an active child who's really involved, then that's an easier conversation to then say, hmm, so what you're telling me is there's more space and time and tools for you to do your homework when you're here than there is when you're at your other parent's house. What do you think might help 
so that you have that space and time when you're at your other parent's house. What can we come up with that might help you create the time and space or what you need at the other house? So again, very slowly, carefully helping them think through because they like the way they're doing it. So now giving them the tools so that they can advocate for themselves, their needs to do well. So I I love this approach because um, what we're basically doing is giving our children agency over their own lives. Yes. And we're saying, um, and even in this case, you know, uh, and in, in your example, I'm noticing that this is something that you're you're really good at. You're clearly attentive to your your grades have been so good. And um, what's going on? Get them to talk about it, and then get them to actually problem solve. And you know, the other example would be the kid who's like, "No, I play you know video games at the other parent's house, and that's just fine with me." And even still, there is that conversation about you know, grades and how they feel about grades and what they're going to do if they slip and um, and whatever that is. And so I think what I'm hearing you say is you, you parent as if you're the only parent. That's right. You parent That's as if you're right. the only parent. You talk to those children. It's not about mommy or daddy being bad. It's about whether you are seven or or 12 or 19, I'm going to be speaking to you. I'm going to be asking you questions. I'm going to be getting you to slow down enough to talk about your, your feelings, your behaviors, what you want. And, um, and I'm going to help guide you to coming up with conclusions and perhaps action steps to move in that direction. Yes. And I will say with my clients also in the high conflict and more way after the divorce, and now they're really co-parenting and struggling years later, um, I would say one of the fundamental, the biggest challenge is the, let's talk about what you just brought up, homework or something like that, or the challenge is not wanting to badmouth. Um, being the emotionally safe parent and having your child come back and talk about something that happened in the other's house, something over there and not feeling good about it. I don't care what it is. And being challenged with what do I do with that information? Mm -hmm. And one of the most difficult things is not wanting to badmouth and helping your children. And many parents tend to make excuses for their parent. I'm sure that they didn't mean that. I'm sure because of the difficult, right? And so the best thing we can do, and then we haven't given our children tools, Again, the best thing we can do is to sit and say, huh, I can notice that that is really upsetting to you. Let's talk a little bit more of why it's upsetting you. Did did it make you feel unloved? Did you feel left behind? Did you so help them with that? And so then booster them. That they are loved, 
right? They are, you're not talking about the other parent. It could be as if it was a teacher or it could be as if it was a bully at school. And then again, helping them to problem solve. Okay. What would you have wanted to have? What do you wish would have happened in that situation? What are ways that we can help you create so that if it happens again, you have tools so that you don't feel unloved if that was a situation, right? That you feel safe and secure within. Yeah. So what what this whole thing does, it really, um, one could almost say, if you can be a present, healthy parent, um, if the other household isn't a healthy one, it can be somewhat irrelevant. That's right. Because whatever your child is facing, and I love the way you just said that, if they were facing it in the schoolyard, in the classroom, on the field, you would support them in talking to the peers, the coaches, the teachers, the trainers. And so, and and maybe you would, maybe you wouldn't, which is a bigger issue of parenting. Like, are you asking or telling? Because if you're telling, you're not teaching. When you're asking and helping them come to conclusions, you're you're actually doing amazing things. And so in this business of co-parenting, um, the logistics are whatever your kid brings to the table, you're addressing as a calm, collected, confident, child-centered parent. That's right. And so, and, and so back to the business, like you said, because I know we, um, to tie that all back together in your own, I mean, at some point, if you're as a parent, you will have experienced working most of the time, or even if you've been a stay at home parent, you've worked on the, the boards or, you know, you've been in a place where you've been in an environment where you've had to work together with people that aren't your besties, that you don't get along with the personality, that you don't like how they make decisions. And then you have to figure out how to navigate. And sometimes you say, okay, like, even a volunteer board, let's talk about that. Sometimes you realize that, oh, this person um, goes about things very differently than you. So many times you say, okay, well, they can have that piece of the business and I'm going to have this piece of the business. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so you figure out a way to come to that same result without arguing Head to head to try to prove your way is better. So the fundamental piece that is needed for this entire paradigm to work is for the individual who is triggered by everyone, who does believe everyone, everyone's a hard word, but that does believe people should see the world the way I see it. They should react the way I react. Uh, yeah, yeah, my mother triggers me, my boss triggers me, my coworker triggers me, my next door neighbor, damn it, they trigger me too. So that person is just, they have some fundamental work to do because they can't be in the business of co-parenting until they find a way to regulate their reaction to the people in their lives. That side so in that situation, then it's up to the other parent to see that and to understand, I mean, in that example, to basically understand 
well, that's their thing. And honestly, if that's so much, maybe the children are coming back and saying, everything I do is wrong or blah, blah, blah. So it's helping children sort of say, well, let's walk through some examples. Well, was that wrong for somebody else too? When you were living it, was that wrong? So maybe it's not about you. Maybe you're doing the right thing, you know, helping support your child on that other side and then saying, well, what, what ways can you do so that you feel, you know, that there's not always conflict, right? What can you do? And helping your child problem solve again. Well, I, I guess I'm kind of pointing out as the person who typically coaches the spouse of the high conflict personality, that yes. spouse of is often very Triggered. dysregulated themselves. They, they've been yes. a family of origin, longstanding, belittling, abusive marriage. Um, and so the healthier of the two parents, I guess my point is I often find that the healthier of the two parents need some serious work on regulating themselves and adjusting their perspective because they're it. they're vitally needed. And if the other parent can rise to the occasion, great. But we do often have these high conflict marriages where both parents are fairly dysregulated. And for you teaching people the business of parenting, how do you deal with that? So if you have the healthier, still dysregulated parent, can you just share a little bit about how you would work with that person? Of course, your friends and loved ones deeply care about you. But if you're honest, while they mean well, when it comes to your divorce, they just don't get it. And sometimes you leave those conversations feeling even more isolated. If you're lonely and craving connection and support, check out our high conflict divorce support group, where an intimate group of 12 people gather from the comfort of their homes to hear, see, and encourage each other while our JBD team of coaches provide emotional support and practical guidance. There's no reason to take this journey alone. If you've been yearning for support, go to journeybeyonddivorce.com backslash HCDSG and register today. start with helping them feel safe that as long as they're happy and healthy for themselves and they define their children can be okay. So I start by showing them the story of how their children will be okay to that desired where they're worried. So I really ground them in that. And then I do work um, with, let's look at your... 10 years, if it needs to be 10 years, but I usually ask for them, take money aside, take everything aside. What's the vision of what you want your life to be five years? If they're too, if they're too deep, it's 10 years. Let's really ground in what you see that to be and who are you and what does that mean? Um, 
And then I bring them to, well, tell me about your parenting values. What do you believe? Right. And then, and then we start building the day to day. So let's talk about one issue. And I bring all three of those things back into it. How does this affect this? How does this affect this that you just said? How does this affect this? And there's a lot of doubt in all of that, right? Right. right. So then usually I say, well, where do you think that doubt or fear, whatever that that emotion that's coming up, can you think of something that was in your past? Because this, why we normally, it's a generational, why we are gravitate towards a high conflict person is because in our childhood, we had that in our world and it felt safe. And so there's a lot there of what we brought to the table takes some time, but there's, it's a lot unconsciously, but there is a lot that we gravitated towards in this high conflict marriage that we are now separating and untangling from. So in this piece, you're speaking um, to the inner work that we all have to do in order to be the best parent that we can be in order to be the best person that we can be. But in our context here, so, you know, if you know you're divorcing um, a high conflict personality and you even know, I mean, I knew, I was like, I am a hot mess. I'm a rageaholic. I am like completely off the rails. Like I need help. So if you know that, um, or if a really loving person in your life says to you, hey, you really need to do, (laughs) you would be very, you would get a lot of value doing some personal work. We're talking about that inner work. We're talking about that being able to be self-reflective, to look inside, to when you get triggered, not look outward and explode or implode, but rather very consciously take a look at, you know, How was I raised? What are my behaviors? What's the baggage I brought to the marriage? What pieces of this are still existing in the co-parenting relationship that I would be better served to leave on the curb? And so, and then I hear that you do values work and you really help people get very consciously aware of how they are and, and what drives them and what's important to them. And so now we start putting all these pieces of the puzzle together with the X, like on the other side of the fence, remember it's irrelevant. It doesn't really matter what he or she does or doesn't do because here you are, you're regulated, you're conscious, you're talking to your kids, you're asking more than you're telling, you're using every opportunity as a training and you're living the life you wanna live. Exactly, Karen. Um, I have a couple group coaching where there is, there's, you know, PowerPoint, there's slide decks that support. And so in that, but when you ask, how do you help parents? I, I walk through children first, how to, how you as a parent can avoid certain behaviors, then showing how important it is to do your healing of this divorce and then other things and showing and talking about those. And then moving on to now we're going to look at when your relationship was the best while you were married, how did you problem solve? Because that is your key to what you need in your co-parenting. So I have a decision-making grid that each person, how or how didn't you navigate and solve problems? 
Perfect. And then, fr- and so they, people get to see that. Um, and then after that, so that's like a, oh gosh, I mean, I have a very funny story, but I probably won't share that. However, in my first marriage, cause I'm remarried, you know, and I, it, it took a long time, but I, I'm not kidding you. We couldn't agree that the sky standing next to each other was the same color. Like we just could. I mean, we were to that point. So my parenting plan was the worst that I ever had. And I was uneducated about all of it at the time. Um, It had silly language like, well, the parents agree that they'll figure it out for the best interest of the children when there's disagreement. And that was all that was there. That was it. Well, that's very specific. I mean, that should take care of all of the problems. So, I mean, in my situation, I mean, I didn't have all this education and support that you do wonderfully that I'm doing now to prior to signing this right. kind of document. Right. And so what happened is it did it was so loosey-goosey that yeah. it didn't matter what I did. It was a belief that it was not what the document said. Well, the document didn't say anything. It didn't matter. So that's where it started was a disagreement of a very fuzzy document. And, you know, almost immediately we were on our family wizard. And then the next thing is the intimate partner communication came very clearly into our family wizard emails. What I didn't do was I was still functioning in this world of when words are said this way, I spin over here like this. So I keep answering and answering what was happening over here. Crazy making, right? Lots of crazy making, lots of accusations, lots of things that really had no truth to them. And I was still sticking in the world of how I used to defend myself when we were in our marriage. I was still Sticking in that communication. Yep. So um, in the group coaching where I have the PowerPoints, after you identify where that problem is and that dynamic, I actually, and, and you're conscious of it, the last pieces teaching how to disengage in that communication, right. teaching the skills and then practicing the skills and, and quite honestly, I'm, 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 I know that you tell this to all your clients, but it's a no response is sometimes the best thing to do. Like you don't have to respond to every single thing. Um, I like to say you don't have to, if you're on our family wizard, the courts can see it and Oh no, what if they see this false? You've got to respond. Well, that's part of the spiral that then just gets to this crazy place. No, I completely agree. You do not have to um, engage with every fight that you're invited to. And, uh, and yes, much more often than not, it's good to just, um, be quiet, just be quiet. Just, okay. Uh, I also give my clients a lot of, uh, you can say very neutral things like I hear you. Okay. Uh, that's an interesting perspective. I'll keep it in mind. Uh, I'll take that under consideration. Uh, there's all types of things you can say and uh, and move on or or say nothing. And um, yeah, so I, 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 you, your program sounds great. It sounds like you're really working with parents on some of those very 
foundational regulating issues that that are needed, especially with high conflict, that you're giving them oodles of tools and and approaches and perspectives to to just be a parent, just be the parent, do your parenting, um, stay with the business of parenting. I love the future self. Like, let's imagine who you want to be, how you want to be, what that looks like. And that way you've got a target. Now you know the direction you're going in. How long is the, tell us a little bit more about the program as we wrap up. It's called mm. Co-Parenting Bootcamp. Is that right? Well, um, I, that this is the new, yes, this is a new program. I also offer, um, a program that is in California in, um, on the 10 counties superior courts list as referred for co-parenting. So similar types of things. Um, and so depending on, you know, it's all that you asked, how do I help parents? And so mm -hmm. these are all the, these are all the different manners in and skills. So if it's a group coaching program, it's sort of a format and it goes in a flow like that. If it's one-on-one, -on -one, then a lot of these things are coming out almost every session. Mm -hmm. Right. So the co-parenting boot camp um is a total of 14 coaching hours and it's six weeks. It's a group coaching. And so it's six two weeks six weeks of two hours each time zoom and, um, and then two hours of one-on-one -on -one coaching at the very end. And how can people find, find that information? So actually um, I, I have given to you actually, Karen, a, um, a link that actually starts by uh, having them watch a free training. Um, and so it's a free training video. And from there, then uh, they will learn more about the co-parenting bootcamp. So I offer okay. a free training video for everybody. It's a, it's a little longer than I would like, actually. Maybe I'll cut it down the next time, but it's about 90 minute free training session. Okay. So you have a free training session and all of this is going to be in the show notes, but what's the name? What is your website? It is www.jpcoachingandconsulting.com. So my business, I'm my business is JP Coaching and Consulting. So um, jpcoachingandconsulting.com, and um, and there are hot links to the website and to uh, and to the free video giveaway. That's that's very generous to have a ninety minute training video. So grab that if you're struggling with co-parenting, and then you can learn more about Janet's one on one coaching on her website as well. So if you're struggling with co-parenting, and this has really resonated with you, the idea of shifting from an intimate to a business relationship around your co-parenting, um, please check Janet out. She's got a tremendous amount of value that she offers. And thank you so much for sharing with us your, your, your entire paradigm and perspective around this. It's brilliant. Well, thank you, Karen. It's so much fun to have these kinds of discussions, particularly with someone who's working deeply in the same space. It's fun to be able to just in the moment have these conversations and bring up examples so thank you for the conversation today absolutely and we'll be back again real soon with another episode of all things parenting until then you take care
You've been listening to our podcast, Getting Educated, Regulating Your Emotional Reactions, and it's been really helpful. Yet you know you could do better, be better, and you're wanting and needing more support. That's where our coaching service is a game changer. We're here for you when you need us the most, ensuring you have all the tools and resources at your fingertips, guiding and supporting you to be more effective. Our free rapid relief call helps you gain a broader perspective, commit to your best next steps, and determine what coaching support is right for you. Visit rapidreliefcall.com to book your call today. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon.